Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cast and Wax. My name is Jordan D. White. As you can tell, I'm feeling much better, but I will not be feeling much better on this show because I am not going to be on this show. I am too busy to do a podcast this week. I am working really hard on what those math majors among you might realize is coming up next, which is our 100th episode. This is our 99th episode. Screw that! Not as important! So I'm going to give it to some friends of mine. I brought in a couple of very good, important, uh, sophisticated radio hosts to handle the hosting of this episode as a special treat for you, the listeners. So I will be back in just a few, maybe maybe two weeks with our 100th episode. I promise it'll be awesome. I promise it'll be worth it. I'm sure you'll miss me, but I turn things over to our good friends from Politalk, Mr. Wally Russman, and from Don't Believe It, Mr. Patsy Kennedy. Plus your regular featured guest hosts, uh, co-hosts, I should say, Mr. Rory Sinjin. Hopefully they will get you through a great show and I will be seeing you. You don't better believe it. Believe it. This, is believe it. this is Politalk with Kennedy. Wally Russman. Yeah, Patsy Kennedy. Virtually, this is Wally Russman. This is Patsy. I'm, I'm Wally Russman. Don't believe it. My name's Patsy Kennedy, and uh, I'm Patsy Kennedy. I don't believe that you should be here, Patsy Kennedy. No, no. This is Cast and Wax with me, Wally Russman. Wally Russman hosting this program in lieu of Jordan D. White. Don't believe it. Jordan D. White asked me to be here. That's why I'm here. So if you want to talk about why we shouldn't be here, I'll tell you why we shouldn't be here. But it's not because I wasn't asked. I was asked to be here. I might have been asked to be here as well, but I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, why I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here for the people of this country. I'm here for the listeners, and I'm here because it is the rightful thing for me to be here. This podcast has been a den of lousy broadcasting for the last however many years it's been on. Hey, don't it's believe had, it. I've been on this podcast And before, I've heard you. And I'm very good at the broadcasting. Well, I think you're wrong about that. And I'll tell you why. Your show can, contains many contrary points to Politalk. You, you listen true. to Politalk, you'll hear many things that are correct. Do you know you what I tell people who listen to Politalk? Do you know what I tell people who listen to Politalk? People who listen to Politalk don't listen to you. But do you know what I tell it's, them? To tell them anything is worthless and fruitless. Are they listening they, right now? They better be. Well, you got some, a special message for them. Don't listen to this man. No, here's the message. I have the truth. That was actually the message I was going to give, but I was going to say it for my own self. Don't believe Believe it when he's the one saying that he's the one talking. Then you should listen to me. Keep your ears closed to this man. You can't hear that. If you're going to have your ears closed, you can't hear me. And you can't hear you. I said keep them closed to this man. So what if I talk when you're talking? If you talk, talking when Wally Russman is talking Don't believe ought it. to be a felony. Don't believe it. It ought to be against the law. And when this country is the way it should be, when laws are in place to keep people from talking when I'm talking, you, sir, are going to be locked up the way you should be. All right, listen, here's what I... I've heard some tell of people who are listeners to your show, all right? And what they tell me is that your show is just a speaker for the government to get across what it wants. The government's like, hey, I want people to think this. They go, you know what? We'll tell Wally Russman to say it. That is what I heard. It is a conspiracy between you and the conspirators in the government, possibly including space aliens. You know what I think? The government out there is full of 
I'll tell you what kind of three kinds of people there are in the government. Gray number aliens. One, gray liberal aliens. elites. No. Number two. Gray aliens. Poor people who want to take all our money. And number three, a third category is a catch-all for the rest of the people out there who don't know what they're doing because they're not paying attention, they're not listening to me, and they're willing to let foreign and degrading elements creep into our American way of life. Okay, now I would tell the people don't believe it, but those who know me already don't believe it because you can't list parts of the government without including gray aliens. And so the fact that you didn't include gray aliens means you don't know what the government is really about. Now, maybe that excuses you from your ignorance. Well, it means you are ignorant, but that doesn't excuse you from being a mouthpiece for the gray aliens. When the gray aliens tell you to be a mind control vessel for the people of America, you don't have to do it. Don't believe it, Wally Russman. Listen, I've met people that believe in aliens. Yeah, you met I've me. I've talked to them. Me. Everywhere I go, that there are people that believe in aliens. They're dumb. No, you're talking about to me. To a man. You're talking about me. You're one of them, yes. Don't believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you can get past the loggerheads that we have here and find the truth underneath Patsy Kennedy. All right, listen. No, you, there's no truth underneath Patsy Kennedy. Patsy Kennedy is not my birth name, but it is the name I go by, and that's all you need to know. All right? But, but the point is, don't believe it with Wally Russman. Was that the name you were born with, Raleigh Russman? I was born with the name Wallace Russman. Junior? Yes. All right, then. You don't say that, do you? You know why I don't say that? Because I like to keep things simple. I like to keep them straightforward. Because the people who are out there to complicate things, the people who think there's more than one side to a story, the people who think there's nuances out there in this world, you know what they're after? It's to confuse you. There's no nuance out there. There's no shades of gray. There's no truth behind the truth. There's one thing out there, ladies and gentlemen. Truth. Plain and simple. Truth. And I have it for you. And I'm telling it to you unvarnished word for word. No, that's not... No, because listen, I know something about the truth. Don't believe it. That is not the truth. When you say it's the truth, I automatically don't believe it. Because I know exactly the thing you said is not true is true. If you say something different from something I said, I automatically don't believe it because it's a contradiction of the truth. So if I say don't believe it, you don't believe it. Exactly. I don't believe not to believe it. But I don't tell you to not to believe. I said don't believe it and you didn't believe it. So you're on my side, even though I'm not on your side. This is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. He's convoluting the issue. He's turning it inside itself. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. People who try to tell you that if you contradict something, it goes back to the way it was originally, they're just trying to mess with your heads. There's one thing you have to remember. If somebody tries to tell you that out there, behind the people who are really trying to work to make America great, like me and like the people that follow me, there might be some kind of hidden motive. If someone tries to tell you that people out there in the government who try to lock up the poor people who are all the criminals, which are really the same thing, have some kind of motive beneath it. If somebody's out there trying to tell you that the government has something to hide, they are creating nuances that aren't there, trying to fool you, trying to make you feel dumb. That is exactly the thing that they want you to believe that when I say don't believe it, I'm talking about. That is it. There is a motive. The reason the government locks up poor people is because the aliens need somebody to experiment on. So they say, get us some people. Who do you want to get? Poor people. Poor people, they're not going to have money to afford governments or to afford lawyers, I mean, so they can uh, they can prosecute the aliens so they can't legally stop themselves from getting experimented on by the aliens. 
that is why the aliens choose poor people, because there is not a lawyer in our country who would take their case for free. Um, excuse me, yes, uh, so... Are you going to introduce me as well? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, here on Politalk with Wally Russell, don't in believe essence. It. Don't believe it. This is don't believe it in essence, if there's an essence. If not, then it's cast in wax. Here on cast in wax, which ought to be Politalk. Don't believe it. Which you ought to be listening to. Don't believe that either, especially. Because it's the only thing worth listening to. Do I need to say don't believe it again? Or is everybody... There's also another guy. Rory Sinjin. Yes, hello, yes. That's me, yes. Thank you for the introduction. So, um... A royalist? No, no, no. Uh, well, I, I... Yes, I do support the Queen at this point, yes. An anti-American traitor redcoat royalist no, no, who's see, trying to bring foreign elements into our broadcast, no, into I, our way of I've life. I've been on this broadcast longer than you have, and I was an American citizen at one point. At one point. Well, yes. Which you reneged upon, which you deserted, which you are a traitor, which you are a foreign sympathizer, which you are trying to bring this country down. Wait, so you don't sympathize with people from a foreign nation? No! What do I have to sympathize about? I'm an American. I'm the greatest. They come in from other countries trying to bring America. They can only bring themselves up by bringing us down. Isn't We're there, on the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very ironic that you're saying, oh, I don't like foreign people, but then when the aliens tell you what to do, you do it. So what is that all about, huh? Why is that? Aliens, it, the idea of aliens was only put here by the liberal elites. Are you are, are you understanding what the I'm saying? The idea of liberal elites was put there by aliens. What do aliens always say? Watch a movie. Read a book. What do the aliens say? The Stop aliens making don't say watch so a movie. I'm saying in the movies, the aliens say, Stop making so many bombs. Be at peace with each other. Stop blowing each other up. Who says that? Liberal elites. That's they because the liberal elites is a facsimile of the aliens that to make us sympathize with aliens so that people can say, oh, liberals aren't really so bad, and then they will sympathize with aliens. Either way, what we have to remember is, whether the aliens are real or not. They're real. They're not. Don't listen to them. Keep making those bombs. Keep making those wars. Well, yes, to kill the aliens. To kill the foreigners. No, aliens are the foreignest foreigners of all. I see we have at least a few points of common ground here. Well, yeah, it, look, if you're saying that you want to kill aliens, I mean, listen, I'm not bloodthirsty, but I would say we got to defend the, the planet. Listen, we can't defend the planet from something that isn't there. The aliens aren't there. It's I easiest, just said it, that's It's true. easiest to defend from something that's not there. Patsy. What? You are contradicting me. You are contradicting yourself. In what way? That's said, impossible. All right, let me ask you this. I have a question for you. Yes. Hey, defend yourself from this gun that's not real, that is invisible, I'm shooting at you. Are you in any danger? I am absolutely in danger. How? From the opponents of Russmanism out there no. who seek to come... I'm talking about this gun. I'm Look, I'm shooting it. You're not shooting it. Because it's not real. That's right. So you're defended from a thing that's not real. No, defenses are necessary from the gun because... If you didn't defend, I you would have got shot. I didn't defend. You I didn't do a single thing. I didn't defend, and I wasn't shot. Did, wait, the actually, wasn't there. you know what? I'll tell you what you didn't do. Did you believe it? When I said I'm shooting this gun, did you believe it? Cause, no, because you were wrong. So you don't believe it, and that protects you. All right, Patsy. Ladies and gentlemen, feel free not to believe in the aliens. No, believe in the aliens. They're real. 
Don't believe it. No, that is not how don't believe it works. I, how does it work? I just said don't believe it. I just said the catchphrase of Patsy Kennedy. All right. That, look, don't believe it when he says it. When I says it, that's what I'm telling when you. When you say it, do what? Then believe when I say it. Do what to it? Believe it. When I say don't believe it, that's what you don't believe the thing I'm talking about. But the thing I'm saying, you believe. I was just putting your message out there, Patsy. I was just saying don't believe it. But you were saying it about something that if you don't believe it, you're going to be in trouble. So how do you know the difference? I tell, tell you. you. I tell you. I tell you. I already told you. You're wrong. I told you I wasn't. You know, I can see why this, there's so many problems in this country. It's because there's people out there listening to other programs than me. That, yes, that's the problem. Well, that's not the problem. The problem is that people are listening to you. That's not the problem. That's the reason that we have a reburgeoning of hope in America right now. No, that was Obama said hope, and he's in line with the aliens. You mean he's in line with the foreigner elites? If that's what you want to call them, they're pretty foreign. I do want to call the foreigners foreign. I'm I talking do. about foreign like foreign space. They're from far in space. But look, that doesn't matter. The point is that they that's you have to believe that. Look, you not believing that is different from not believing the thing that they tell you. Here's how you can tell. Yeah, Here's I know how, exactly I, how to tell. If it's the truth, you keep your mind open to it. If it's the lies, you keep it closed. But you can tell that it's lies if somebody tells it to you, is what I'm saying. If it's coming somebody from- Somebody like Patsy Kennedy? No, because Patsy Kennedy is somebody that somebody like you denounces. That's how you know I'm legitimate. Because you are like a voice mouth speaker for the government. I keep it very simple, all right? From the government. Black and white. Now you don't have thing. to think about much, all the right? Ra the races, the different races. Black and white. Black plus white is gray. Aliens. No. I am against gray too, okay? I'm against all shades of gray. I'm against mixing the black and white and creating the gray. Are we talking you about aliens? In part, because the aliens are what you call an obfuscation. All right. There's the a lot of obfuscation from the government when they tell us things. And as soon as you hear them telling it, if they say it's the truth, that's a code word for a lie. And you gotta wait till you hear it from me. I'll tell you if it's the truth or not. Then you know I it's know a lie. I know what's true. Then you know it's a lie. What about before when I said not to trust everything the government says? That's one of the things they say to get you to trust them. Um, so, yes, um, the episode of Cast and Wax? Yeah. Uh, we're doing it right now. We're doing the best episode of Cast and Wax there's been. It contains 50% or more Politalk from Wally Russman. You can normally hear Tuesdays and Thursdays with Wally Russman. Politalk. I'm telling the truth, and there's some noise. There's noise to my signal. I knew there was going to be. Because Don't this believe is for it. Listeners of Don't believe other it. Podcast. There's parts People of the that things that he's saying time on fiction that you shouldn't believe, but some of it is true. This is a good episode because I'm on it. A B because it's not containing Jordan, who I love him. But he's talking about this market machine. He's a socialist. That is, yeah, he, the problem is the market machine. And he likes poor people. The market machine was designed directly to steal money by the people from Venus to get the people in Earth to fall in line. All right. I don't know about Venus. I know about Venus. I'll tell you. Well, you want to know? All right. You know what? No, I do know about Venus. I know everything there is to know about Venus. Then you know about the market machine. I also know about the market machine. Then You're we're not in telling agreement. me anything new. Yes. I know all about Venus. I know all about the market machine. That's what the problem is. Venus is a planet up in space 
where we don't need to go except to beat the Russians. Foreign space. The market machine is an abomination against hardworking people like me. In that, yes, in that they would make you part of the slave race of the Venus uh, class. You don't know when to shut up, do you, Patsy? I'm saying that if they get their way, we will do all of the work, get rid of all the money. How much money do we get? Oh, Look, a machine tells us. It's telling us that we get no money and that we have to work for Venus for nothing. Well, what about that? If you replace Venus with poor people, you're okay. Wait, no. They, they're making us into poor people. That's what they're trying to do, and we're not going to let them. So you're saying the poor people are going to rule things. If they get their way. And if they take away your money, then you're poor people, and you're going to rule things. I already rule things. But you're this not from the... Venus. Look, this is what I'm saying. I am rich, and I rule things, and that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way America works. Tell that to Venus, because Venus says... They rule things. And when they come down and they say, we've got a machine. It will make everything fair for you. Oh, good. And everybody says, hey, I like to be fair. Don't you like, you like to be fair, right? Okay. So then what we're going to do is we put in our names into the machine. How much money do you want to give us? And at first it's like, oh, give you $5. Oh, good. And then later they go negative $5. Wait, now I have five less dollars. Where do they go? Venus, why? No money. All right, well, I think we can say that you heard it right here on Cast and Wax. Don't let the market machine go through. A.K.A. don't believe it. Keep your mind closed to it. That's the same as don't believe it. Well, except it's better. It it, it gets the message across better. No, if you try to, you're, that's you complicating things. Don't believe it. It's just don't believe it. Three words. Okay, but that... If you don't believe it to everything, no, then not you everything. Never believe anything. Don't believe it You're when not they tell you what things. Not to believe when they tell you things. Don't believe it. You have to know it for yourself. You gotta let me tell you. Don't believe that. You have to know it for yourself. Keep your mind completely closed to this man. Keep your mind open, not to me, to yourself. And what does this have to do with the episode of Cast and Wax? All right, ladies and gentlemen, Cast and Wax is a program that presents fiction every week. And I'm gonna tell you right now. You know. What fiction is? 90% lies. Don't believe it. Never believe fiction. If Wait, it's telling you it's... You just said 90%. Yes. So 10% believe it. If there's a fiction that's telling you something like, oh, New York is a city in New York, you can believe that. How can you tell? I told you. That's the only thing we can believe. I know what's right out there. I'm a smart man. The only I thing is attention. New York in New York, apparently. That's one thing. I can tell you what to believe. I'll tell you in these programs coming up if you want to know. They're a, this, these are full of lies. Don't believe it. Some of them are full of truth. Probably. Like what? I don't know. I haven't heard them. But what if they do? If they say there's aliens, then you know what? It's true. That's proof. Positive. I'll tell you what proof is, ladies and gentlemen. How many astronauts have brought aliens back from space? You show me one alien that came down in a shuttlecraft. You show me one alien that came down in a rocket. You show me one alien that's landed on the Earth. When I when I see one of those aliens, I believe there's aliens out there. You are but so why naive. Aren't they here? You are this so is, naive. This is the greatest country in the world. They, right? That's why they're here. It's not only that. It's got to be the greatest country in the universe. Why aren't they here? They Show me an alien. Don't believe it. Show that's me an alien. What they, see, that's you believing it when they tell you it instead of don't believe in it. And then believing it when it's true. That's me knowing it because it's the truth. No. Show me an alien. You're saying show me an alien to the people, the American people who are the good people, 
who are the ones being lied to. They can't show you an alien. You know why? Because they're not part of the conspiracy. The only people, when you go to your bosses in the back room of the White House, and when you go to your bosses in the back rooms of Washington, D.C., then you go to them and say, show me an alien, and they're going to go, all right, we'll show you an alien, but don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody. And then you're going to come out here and you're going to say there's no aliens, but you saw it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think there's this many levels of truth, if you think that you can hide the truth behind lies, you're wrong. I'm telling you the truth right now. If there was aliens, they'd be down here trying to steal our money like the foreigners. That's what the market machine is. That's proof. Aliens. The market machine is not proof of aliens. Then who put it up there? The market machine was put up there by astronauts. Yeah, astronauts from Venus. Astronauts from NASA, which is one of the richest government organizations, full of hardworking people, working 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 hour a week jobs. All right, they now how are you, are you saying the rich people are controlling things or the poor people are controlling things? Make up your mind. It's poor people who are being bribed by the government with vast sums of money. Those are to, rich people. Those if are they've poor got, people. If they've got vast sums of money, they're rich people. If they were rich, they wouldn't have to work for that money. But they got it now. Now they're rich. No, that's a bribe. That's ill-gotten gains. That's not their money. That's our money that we should have from our government. So where did you get your money? The Amazing Transmission Network. Which gets its money from where? We don't need to look this deeply into things, Patsy. That's code for aliens. You know who doesn't want you to look deep? Wally Russman. A.K.A. Aliens. Look, this is what the figurehead, of course, is going to say. Don't look under the, the thing that is the figurehead, because then you'll see what the head is figuring. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me right now. I'm one of you. I am you. And I know the truth. Wally Russman is correct. Patsy Kennedy is Irish. You make up your own I, I, mind. Uh, no, you don't know that I'm Irish. That's not necessarily true. How do I know you're not? You don't. Prove you're not. All right, look, I'm not. And a murderer. Irish people murder? You are a murderer. No, I was a Patsy. Look, the point is, I didn't do it. I'm not saying I did it. I'm saying you are saying that there's no aliens. Do you know why is the best reason to say there's no aliens? Because there's aliens. If you were an alien, right, and you didn't want anybody to know there was aliens, what would you say? If I was an alien and I didn't want anyone to know there was aliens, I wouldn't be talking because I'd be smart enough to know Wally Russman is the one that should have the mic. I have documentation down to the last 15 years of lies that Patsy Kennedy has told on his program. That's not true. Don't believe that. How do you have documentation? What I document? have a stack of papers. Let's see them. Here they are. All right. What do they say? Patsy Kennedy's a liar. Every one of them? I'm not going to spend my time reading. That's what you That's what you elite liars want me to do. I'm not an elite liar. I never lied. That was a lie right there. No, don't believe it. That's the, that's the liest lie, is that you said that I was a liar. What it is, is there is... Listen, if you was an alien, by which I mean if Wally Russman was an alien, as in born out of alien womb of Mrs. Alien Russman, all right? And you were an alien, and you were like... I'm an alien, but I'm a host of a show. What are you going to say then? Because you don't want people to know there's aliens. I'll tell you. You're going to say there's no aliens, which is what you're about to say. If you were actually wrong, which you are, but if you knew it and you were wrong, but you still wanted people to believe what you said and not what other people said, what would you say? All right. I'll tell you what I would say. I would say, believe it. And what did I, what did you say when I asked people what they should think about what you said? Don't believe it. So they shouldn't believe what you say. When I say believe it, they shouldn't because I told you if somebody tells you it's the truth, they're lying. Including you. 
No, including you. So you're the only one that knows the truth. No, because my listeners know the truth. Really? Because I figure my listeners know the truth. I've heard them. They've called in. And everything that they said has been the truth. Every li single listener who's been correct down to a T has right. told the truth. All and right. your listeners, if they're not my listeners, they haven't been telling the truth because they've been saying something different. I've heard the truth. I've heard it and I know how to recognize it. I've been recognizing it for years. All right, here's proof. If you're listening to this and you think Wally Rusman is telling the truth, call us right now. This is a podcast. I've gotten calls on it before. I don't know what you're talking about. All I'm saying is I don't hear the phone. You know, I don't know why. Why? It's called consensus. I don't believe it. What? It's called consensus. If they call, it's consensus. Nobody is disputing me on the phone. I'm disputing you on the phone. You're the only one. So nobody else is agreeing with you on the phone. Rory Sinjin is sitting over there stupefied. Yes, um, so, uh, sorry, can we get to the shows? You mean the lies? Well, uh, that is one thing you could call them, I suppose. Uh, fiction is a, a thing that does occur on some of them. You'll be happy to know there is one section of them that is completely not lies. All right, well, let's hear the truth. That's the part where I talk. No, no, uh, no, I'm sorry, I was referring to my segment, which is, of course, This Day in History, which has true facts about history in other realities, and then updates them on the history of those realities. 100% true. Why do we have to listen to history? You know what they say, history repeats itself? That's a lie. Have you ever seen Nazis running Germany since World War II? Well, actually, in certain realities, I have. In certain realities? Yes. There's more than one reality. Uh, well, yes, that is what extra history is all about, yes, in fact. There's multiple realities, and I can investigate them, look into them. This sounds complicated. Don't believe it, don't believe it. He's he's full of crap. I don't believe it. It sounds complicated, like it's made up no. to confuse people from this reality. No, it's, it's not made up. It's, it, it, it's a genuine field of study in which I look into other realities and I see what happened. For example, listen, you'll be happy to know, there is a world where no one disagrees with Wally Rusman ever. That's this world. Well, no, Patsy just disagreed. He doesn't with you. count. Well, he does count. There's a world where he doesn't disagree with you. That's what I call the future. The few, well, the future is not exactly another world. All right, why don't you just do your show and we'll see what we think? Well, yes, uh, typically we put it in the middle, in the middle okay. of the. Yes, yeah, so, you know. So why don't you introduce um, one of the other ones? All right, uh, Jordan gave me a piece of paper. Patsy, do you read things? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can read lots of All stuff. All right, keep away from me then. Uh, no, give me, let me have the paper though. All right, it says first is uh, Slam Jackson. You know about that? Heard of that guy? This is a guy who makes you think that when crime happens, you can just pick up the phone and get somebody to solve it for you. There's a reason that God gave us two hands, and that's to grasp justice with. But he's doing it for us. That's right. Detectives and police cause laziness and cause obesity. And that's what Slam Jackson is. All right, well, should we listen to the fat guy? Let's, let's listen. Slam Jackson. Adventurist! By Daniel Schwartz. Episode 8, The Fortissimo Infringement. Our story begins at the City Opera House, where Slam Jackson, private investigator and famed adventurist, hey. is settling into his seat for an evening of high culture. Ah, uh, Turandot. Puccini's thrilling opera of romance, dynastic strife, and legendary China. My favorite. Let's see, cast list. I wonder who's... Oh no, it can't be. Of all... Oh, wait, understudy. Okay, no big deal then. 
And so the opera begins, a crowd gathering before the Imperial Palace. But no sooner has Timur, the deposed King of Tartary, been brutally pushed to the ground Then he looks up and points directly at our hero! Yes, our vaunted vanguard of valor is confronted by his arch-nemesis, Luciano Maserati! Slam Jackson! Slam Jackson! Other guy was sick, huh? Just a head cold! Just my luck. Indeed! At last we meet again! Lou, you can't seriously- I do everything seriously, nemesis of mine! Note my lack of humor as I confront you! I said I was sorry. Sorry will not cut the mustard, you fiend in men's trousers! Is mustard really that hard to cut? Good question! Focus, Slam Jackson! By Mozart's wig! Do not think I have forgotten your past insults! I coughed. Twice. Bronchitis. You didn't need to stop the show. You threw me off my groove. The evening was ruined. Like you're ruining the evening now with your little tantrum? Precisely! Okay, sure. I can see how you'd be angry if someone did this to you. Do not think I will spare you so lightly. Long have I waited. Long have I plotted. Long have I planned for this day of revenge! Well, my evening is ruined, so anything else seems like overkill. Overkill indeed, my foe! You shall be killed over when I crush you beneath my wheels! Wait, what? Did you not know, Slam Jackson? I can now turn into a car! A car! A car! car indeed! For the opera star immediately turns into a luxury automobile, his twin exhaust pipes fuming at the prospect of running our peerless protector down. <laughs> Ramping off the stage and over the pit, Luciano Maserati soars through the air towards our hero's seat in the front row of the mezzanine. But physics is not kind to opera singers, and even less so to wear cars. Barely halfway to the target of his wrath, the barbaric bass is failed by gravity, and he plummets uncontrollably into the orchestra seating. Good thing it's a pretty light house tonight. Well, I guess there's only one thing to do. His jaw set in determination, the agile adventurous advances into the lobby, coming at last to the ticket booth. May I help you, sir? Yes, please. I'd like to exchange this for next Tuesday's Deflator Mouse. Same seat? If it's available. Will the live Lothario of Liberty be able to exchange his ticket? Will his seat be unoccupied? Does Luciano Maserati's warranty cover acts of vengeance? Hold on to your butts when you listen to the next episode of Slam Jackson! Adventurist! In that episode of Slam Jackson Adventurist, the narrator was Mickey Weishner, Slam Jackson was Jack Kunrat, Luciano Maserati was Ryan Loranger, 
And the cashier was Jackie Ann Singh. Don't believe it. Now, there was, we were supposed to do more than one show, and we didn't. So don't believe Who it. Who said we were going to do more than one show? This is something where you're counting again. You know what happens when you count? You, you know get the numbers. numbers. Yes, numbers. Statistics. Yes. Used by liars. Numbers lead to disease. How many times? Every time. That's a number. Every is not a number. There's a difference between words and numbers. Both are used by the evil, but I'm telling you right now, I will use words because that is how I get my message across. The truth has to come by radio, so I'll use words. I'll use them sparingly. Don't believe it. All words are coming from everyone, so there's no good or evil in words. Numbers can come from anyone, too, and that's how you count how many things are being bad done by the government. Okay, what did we stop the shows for? Because we have a letter to read. Made of... Words. Words. Which are good. Words which are used to... Listen. You want to read this letter for me? No, I don't want to read this letter. Do you think I want AIDS? There's no aliens involved in the letter. You'd be fine. There's there's AIDS involved in this letter. You can get AIDS from this letter. Not without aliens. Rory. Yes, I'm sorry. Are you scared of... You probably already have AIDS. What? Uh, no, absolutely not. I'll read the letter. You, yes, you've fine. got kind of a high voice and you're from, from a foreign disease country. That's not... No, England is not a disease country. I'll read you this letter. Thank you. Hey, Jordan. Sorry to hear you're sick... Hope you're feeling better for next week's episode. Things are fine down here. Having to sell a few things till the market machine kicks in. Oh, I should mention, I'm sorry. This is uh, written by our friend Charles Berman, who is, you know, a friend of the show, and he sends in the serials. That's why we needed to read this first. Um, anyway, having to sell a few things till the market machine kicks in, but I figure that's only a few days, so everything will be all right. Funny there's no policy in place about whether people would be allowed to pay more if they wanted. I wonder how outlawing that would work. Uh, I guess to do it effectively, you would have to find a way to ban gifts and tips. I guess you couldn't really have cash because people would just pay each other under the table. I mean, I know if I wanted a job done, I'd be willing to pay someone I liked, trusted, and knew would get the job done, well, more than the market machine recommended. I guess that's weird, though. Funny you should mention the police were already looking for Frank. The day I heard the episode, I passed by his old house up here and saw some of them milling around it and questioning people. I've had some bad experiences with the police recently, so I impulsively fled the area as quickly as possible. But I am glad that at least they are on the case of finding poor old Frank. Anyway, Ed's laptop is back in working order, so we have another robot zombie hunters for you, plus more Donnie, Slam, and Nathan, and another trip to the diner. I hope everyone enjoys them. Charles, now we already heard Slam Jackson. Um, I suppose we should go, you know, backwards through the issues, though, that he raises. Um, he mentions our, our friend Frank Allen, who used to be a host of the show. Do you know uh, Frank Allen? Frank Allen is one of those people who thought there should be other programs on the radio other than Politalk. He tried to put out a program. He had an inadequate version of the truth. I like his spirit. I like his drive. He's a little off base in that he's wrong. Don't believe it. What is he wrong about? Frank Allen, Frank Allen is a good man, and the only thing that he did wrong is not give me his show. Again, who he didn't give his show to was wrong. You're a little off base on that. Frank Allen does interviews. He's not as concerned with the truth. He's trying to find criminals himself, which I admire, which is the hard work that Americans should be doing, not leaving it to bumblers like the police, a the, government program. The police who are after Frank Allen. That's right. Government subsidized, stealing our our money to, to spend on the government looking for people that did stuff to us. Should be our business to find them. So why are they looking for Frank Allen? Because they got nothing to do. They got too much of our money, and they're wasting it. So they're rich people. They 
They're poor people who got bribed. The police got bribed. By who? The government. That's the employers. Yes. That's who gives them money. Yes, that's the bribe. That's a paycheck. What do you think the difference is between a paycheck and a bribe? The paycheck is just something to get you to go out there and do work. They give you a paycheck so you do work. And the people that need to do work so they get these bribes are the poor people. Look out there. But you Who said they're not doing work. Job? You Who's said they're not doing work. Jobs? They're looking for Frank Allen instead of doing work. Uh, I don't think that's good work. The government does. All right, look. Don't believe it. You want to know the truth about what happened to Frank Allen? I already do. All right. What do you think happened to Frank Allen? Don't believe it in advance. He was trying to do a radio show, working towards the level of greatness that I have already achieved, and the government decided they were going to bribe some police officers to go looking for him because they needed someone to fill up the jails because he's poor. Now, okay, Fair. You need poor people to fill up the jails. But go after the poor people who are looking for jobs. Go after the poor people who are trying to undermine this country. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Listen, I know what happened to Frank Allen, all right? Long time ago in Binghamton. Do you know where Binghamton is? Yes. It's not close to the city, really. And it's far enough away. How is difference? So it's far enough away that the Greys would come. So back when he was in Binghamton, that is where they found him. And they put a telecommunicating, tracking, and drawing device, by which I mean drawing him to them device. And when they activated it, he walked out of the building immediately. He was recording a podcast. He walked out because it was drawing him in telecommunicatively. So the aliens drew him back in. They have him now. So when you find him again, you know what's going to happen. He's going to say, I saw a light. All right. He's going to say, there was a tunnel. I saw a light. And I remember feeling a pain. That's all he's going to remember. Well, um, that's possible, I suppose. So hopefully he is not like that. If you have any information about where Frank Allen is... Yeah, I already gave it. I know where he we, is. Uh, we just said where he was. Well, if you have any um, additional confirming what they just said information or, you know, refuting it, uh, you can write into us at castinwax at gmail. Dot com. And earlier in the, uh, in the email, Charles talked about the market machine and how he would have to sell things because... Um, he was waiting for it to go into effect. I don't believe it's in effect yet, you know, even though it is the new year. No, it's not in effect because I still, I still am living in America. And this is the America I knew, even in a twisted and distorted version of it. The reason that they stopped it is because the freedom fighters are fighting back. Yes, they are, ladies and gentlemen. You out there, the Rusmanites, the, the, the Wallymen, the non-believers, the people with the closed minds. No. You got out there and got your guns. And you rose up and you fought the market machine. And you got to keep up that fight. That is not what happened. That is not what happened. There was no guns. That is not what happened. There was no guns. It's the tinfoil. It's because you guys are using the tinfoil like I told you. You're putting it over your windows. You're putting it over your heads when you sleep. That is stopping them from making you think it's okay. And because you don't think it's okay, they're not ready to implement it. That is what it is. Guns. What is that, guns? They shoot. Yeah, but guns are not going to hurt an alien. They have force fields. It, it's not going to hurt an alien because there's no alien to hurt. That's, it's, yeah, that's that's what you think. And then when they force field you... It's going to hurt these poor, these poor, vast, learned, unwashed that are trying to destroy us all. The poor aliens? The aliens have more money than you've ever heard of. How much money have you heard of? Infinite. They, they got more than that because they make their own money. Tune this man out. 
When they need more money, they make more money. You are talking about the U.S. Mint. I'm talking about the Alien Mint. The A.S. I don't know what the S stands for. Alien Service. They, they print their own money. You when just they... made that up. A moment ago, you said you did not know what that stood for. There, that is a sign of weakness. There is nothing I don't know, so there is nothing I need to make up. Ladies and gentlemen, I know for a fact Patsy Kennedy is a liar. That is not He's... true. I was forgetting what it stood for, and then I made something up because that's as close as I can get right now. But that doesn't mean it's not true. That means don't believe it if I tell you. Don't believe it if he tells you. No, believe me when I tell you don't believe it. Keep your mind closed to this man. Keep your mind closed only to aliens with tinfoil. That's how you keep your mind closed. Keep your mind closed to the idea of there being aliens with tinfoil. No, aliens don't have tinfoil. It hurts them, obviously. How could aliens not get a hold of tinfoil? They don't want to hold it. It hurts them. It stops their brainwaves. Remember when I said Frank Allen with the telecommunications, if he had if he had been wearing tinfoil under his hair, they would not have been able to call him back. Then he would be here on Earth. That's what the market machine's going to do. It's going to make everybody complacent, so they all think everything is fair, and then when all of a sudden they're working for nothing and they're making things for their slave-driving Venusian aliens because the Venusian guys are like, hey, we'd like some free things. How about that? Because they're sick of printing their own money. You don't even make any sense. Sense? They have a print. They don't print sense. They have to, like, make them out of metal. They make it, but they're sick of it, so they're saying, how about we just get everything for free? What about that? We'll make a machine that says, give aliens everything for free. How do you like it? They do it. These aliens would have the right idea if they were real. They are real. They have the idea. That's what the market machine is. So you think the market machine's the right idea. You heard it here first. Wally Russman says the Only market machine. Only if you're evil, if you're evil, you're going to profit from this market machine. So if you're against America, you're going to profit from this market machine. So Wally Rory Russman. Sinjin, I'm sure, loves the market machine. No, no, absolutely not. No. I don't like them. I want to be able to set my own prices. So you're not just a trader to America, you're a trader to your own country, too. The England does not want the market machine. No, we all want to make our own money. Money is good. I think that as much money as I want to charge for my extra historical readings, studying what happens in other realities, I should be able to charge it. And if people want to give me hundreds of dollars, as they seem to do, then that is what I will charge for them. I don't want a machine telling me it's worth, you know, oh, it's only worth as much as... That's ridiculous. I charge as much as I want to charge. How, how long does a reading take? As long as I need it to take, to convince the person of the veracity of it. You have to work a lot? Do I have to work? Yeah. No, it's simple. I, I'm good at it. All right. I can see where you're coming from. If you were an American, I'd be all right with you. Well, I was an American. And, you know, I had to, listen, I had to go join the Queen's Institute, um, you know, to get the Queen's funding because my funding fell through in America. Don't believe it. Okay. You know why I know that's not true? <laughs> why? Because, because obviously the Queen of England is dead. She was replaced by a doppelganger a long time ago. She was replaced by a what? A doppelganger. A German? A German doppelganger, Yes. Why would the Germans try to fight against other countries that are not America? Because they I'm wanted to take right over now, England. The foreigners are against America. 99% of the wars America has fought have been against foreigners. Yes, but that doesn't mean the foreigners aren't going to fight each other. What about the French? Why would the French are foreigners too? Look at any map. Look on the television. Listen to anyone with knowledge. They will tell you. France is a foreign country. It is full of French people. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. I can't believe you're so naive to say this. You're saying as though you don't know, which I know you know, that there is one world government. There is what? 
One world government that controls all the parts of the world. The Illuminati. Come on. Come on. This is textbook. This is a lie. This is a textbook. Truth. Not a textbooks, lie. Textbooks. Textbooks. Text what? Books. Contain what? Truth. This time, because it's saying Illuminati, which is true. Textbooks are a form of book containing right. nothing but writing, things you read, words. Words are the primary vehicle for lies. But that's because only, they're also, that's how you get truth. You just said truth is where you're the radio and you talk with words. I'm an exception because I use the tools of my enemies in order to countermand them. There is one world government, everybody knows this, that talks to all the other governments and tells all the other governments what to pretend to do. And that's including the American government, and that's including whatever the Canadian government says it is. That's including the government of France and Germany and England. Now, the only fight, the only difference is that the Germans have a doppelganger they sent to England. Listen, what is the problem? After I have been asked to come down here to provide some level of truth, I don't believe program. that. I you don't believe that. That's what, that's what Jordan said. Come here, provide truth. Why else would you ask Wally Russman to be on a program? Did he, do you think he wanted me to lie? He probably did. But then you should do what he asked you to do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a man who wants to get in my way, in the way of my mission of providing you truth. He thinks I should come out here and lie to you. What does he want and you he to wants, say? He wants to get in the way of my mission, which is to tell all of you. Are you crying? The truth. No. Sounds like you're crying. If I were, it would be because I was sad that someone wanted our people to be deceived. The Earth people. Yes, the Earth people. I wouldn't lie to the Earth people of the United States. Of Earth. Yes, that is exactly where the United States is, yes. Right, but you act like the United States is a different thing than all the other countries, which is, I think, a little childish. The other countries are very childish, and we need to fight them as hard as we can with the truth, no matter how hard they try to keep me from getting it out there, ladies and gentlemen. If you see a police officer out there, kill him. If no, hey, wait, no, hang on. How do you say kill a police officer? They're going to go to jail. If the police get their way, they will. But if enough of us are out there... No, no. Kill that's, that's crazy. Here's the problem with what you're saying. The police officers, look, they're part of the government. So that means they're part of the world government. So that means they're under the control of the greys. That's why you shouldn't listen to them. Because they tell you not to listen to me. When was the last time you heard a police officer say, say, listen to Patsy Kennedy? I don't listen to police officers because they're telling lies. And if they said that, they would be telling a lie. That's why they don't say it. No, I mean that they don't say it because they don't want you to listen to me. So if they did say it and then you thought they were lying, then maybe they should say it so that then you don't think you should listen to me. But they, you should listen to me. And you shouldn't listen to the police. And you shouldn't listen to Wally Russman about killing the police, because if you kill the police, you will go to jail, they'll take away your radio, you won't be able to listen to Patsy Kennedy. Who will take you to jail? The police. What if they're all dead? They can't all be dead. There's infinite. They have cloning devices. Everybody knows this. Come on! How does a cloning device work? How would you invent a cloning device? With science. I would not invent a cloning device. Aliens would do it. From Venus. And I'll tell you what science has given us. Venus. Disease. Yes. Science has given us famine. Science has given us... All of those things were in the Bible. The Bible, which was printed with science, which is a book. So you're against the Bible. God is against the Bible. Um, so should we get to the next serial? Because it's been a little while since we did the previous one. All right, more lies. Fine. Uh, which it says the next one is about robots. 
So made of science. It's going to be lies. Look, robots can't protect us from aliens. Aliens make robots. Come on. Why don't we find out? All right. Lessons from the life of Nathan Van Etten by Pete Bowers and Charles Berman. Episode 3, Camping Confounds Nathan Van Etten. Humankind has long been transfixed by the wonder of the great outdoors. Nowhere can a person get so completely away from the confines of a building as outdoors. What is that elemental and irresistible sound that we constantly hear and cannot help but heed? It is not the blare of a television or the buzz of a cellular phone, but the call of the wild. One person who has never heard that call is Nathan Van Etten. Where am I? Do you have a GPS? We find Nathan Van Etten. You do? We find Nathan in the woods. Well, thanks a lot. I knew that. We find Nathan in the woods, where his friend Dennis has arranged a meeting. It is only through such opportunities for socialization that we can interact with our friends. But in the eternal battle between haste and clarity, Dennis's haphazardly scrawled directions are virtually indecipherable in Nathan's always moist palms. There's no virtually about it! I'm supposed to turn left at the smudge? Is that supposed to be a hill or a carrot? Wild carrots aren't that big, Nathan. There is a certain magic serenity to being lost, a thrill to not knowing where one will arrive next, and the freedom to discover whatever may come along. It is only when lost that we are truly free from knowing where we are. Speak for yourself, my potentially imaginary acquaintance. Well, I've tried wandering around aimlessly for an hour. I guess that leaves smoke signals. Too bad I don't smoke. Nathan, where are you going? Oh, salvation at last! I was about to look for a pack of wolves that could raise me from childhood. Come on, Nathan. Okay, fine. But I was about to resort to cannibalism. On who? Why do you think I was looking for you? Uh... God, get a sense of humor! That was funny? Yes. Okay, noted. Well, let's make camp. The site's over here. I even brought a tent. Tent? Yeah. For camping in? Camping? I thought you said campaign! Uh, okay. It's not guerrilla war stuff or anything. You did pack, right? Well, sure I packed. Maybe not everything I should have packed. Oh, great. The last guy who thought I said campaign tried to get all the trees to vote for him. He's not here this time, is he? Thankfully not. Neither is Sir Nigel guy. Who? His name is actually Ted. He thought I said champagne, and by the end of the night he wanted to be called Sir Nigel. That was actually kind of fun. I will just have to take your word for that. Okay, just walk around the big carrot, and here we are. It was a big carrot! Uh, it still is. So, make yourself at home, get unpacked, and we'll make a night of it. Right, unpack it. Let's see, what did I bring? Here's my bag of dice, graph paper, figurines, pencils, pens, both erasable and permanent. Back of course. Of course. Oh, don't get me started on the whole Bic Eraser Mate debate. I have no intention of getting you started on the whole Bic Eraser Mate debate. May your wisdom only be outdone by your knowledge of outdoor survivability. Okay, 
So I have my Dungeon Master's Protective Screen. Player's Manual, Monster Manual, Deity and Demigod Manual, Monster Manual, Volume 2, Compendium of Races. Wow. I can't believe you brought all of these books. Well, 60 pounds worth at least. At this point, I'll be grateful if I'm able to use them to build some type of rudimentary shelter. That's what the tent is for. Ooh, so, I got my ruler and my protractor. Did you bring anything practical? Well, my two liter of Mountain Dew Blue Shock. Well, that's usually enough to get me through a nightly campaign. Oh, cool. Is that a new flavor? Mind if I have some? Now, don't be presumptuous, my friend. Just because you're my go-to guy for helping me pick out granola. You mean that one time? Last week? Yes. The beginning of a beautiful friendship and D&D partnership. I knew a guy once that played D&D. It's like hiking without leaving the comfort of your home, right? Well, I guess you could put it that way. I always considered hiking like D&D, but with more danger and less game. Yeah, I thought that guy was kind of a loser. How dare you, sir! If there was someone out here who could spot me, I would challenge you! To what? Thumb war! You know what? Chill out. Chill out? How dare you! A second time! I'm as chill as I'll ever be, especially since you didn't tell me I was gonna need a jacket. I thought you knew we were going camping. You know, outside. And I thought I was gonna be campaigning with somebody who wouldn't be so illogical as to play outside! Dude, I didn't know you wanted to play D&D. Let's just pitch the tent. Oh no! I was in Boy Scouts for a month! I know what that means! Nathan, I'm not gonna rape you. We're just camping. People like this. It's fun. Well, I can see with full confidence that the rape-free camping would be the kind I would be much more likely to find enjoyable. If I had a choice. Well, that sounds good. I do have a choice, don't I? Yes. Now we start by shoving these poles into these holes. Wow, I am so uncomfortable. This is like a record. On the ground... No! Dude, you gotta chill out. Here, you like Strawberry Boone's Farm? Um, I've never had that before. I have had a strawberry. Yeah, pretty good wine. Oh, oh wow. Look at the sun. It's almost noon. I better go. Dude, what's the matter? We just got here. No, really. Once you get past the carrot, it's kind of a long walk. Uh, okay... Well, okay, thanks for inviting me to your woods. Maybe I'll run into you in the granola aisle sometime. No, you don't have to follow me. Bye! Uh, But Nathan, that's the wrong way. Nathan! Nathan! Sometimes in life, we find that the wrong way is the right way. But without getting confused, would we ever really have any misunderstandings? I think I just had one now. And so Nathan wends his way through the forest, a canopy of indistinguishable trees belaying the vast variety of life teeming beneath them. You know, I've learned something from this. The granola aisle at the grocery store is full of rapists and alcoholics. Or at least alcoholic rapists. It's much more sensible to just stay inside. I'm not sure if I'll ever leave my house, ever. I can have my groceries delivered. But Nathan, even delivery boys can be rapists. I don't think I like you very much. And as Nathan loses himself in his neuroses and the forest, we leave you for this week, and him to find his way home with Dennis's assistance. Perhaps, if you're lucky, you'll find yourself with us yet again for another lesson from the life of Nathan Van Etten. (laughs) 
In that episode of Lessons from the Life of Nathan Van Etten, the narrator was J.R. Kunrad, Nathan Van Etten was Mickey Weishner, and Dennis was Jordan Randall. Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainry. Episode 4, A Dream's Afterbirth. By Cheryl Casey. Previously, on Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainy. Titus Eroticus? In my clubhouse? Gasp. Well, that was unexpected. The General of Sorrow himself at my door. A man who endorses organic, free-range murder in our otherwise idyllic cityscape. He bemoans the fact of your passing an iambic pentameter whilst simultaneously quartering your unborn child. I'd always thought I'd flee from Titus Eroticus on sight, soil my overpriced, woven undies, and then just run. Never, ever, ever in a million years had I ever expected to be... flattered. Donnie! Donnie! Hey! Don't call me Donnie! Not in front of Titus Eroticus. Donnie has a traceable address and social security number! Avalon Frankie does not. What are we gonna do, man? This is serious! It's fine, Acid Reflex. Wave to our new friend. What? Hi! Bad idea, bad idea, bad idea! Oh, look, he's waving back. Good day, sirs. So, uh, what are you doing here? Alas, my gentle brethren, a calamity most foul has befallen poor Titus Eroticus. Forsooth, my fellows, but vile and wicked must Phantasma be to strike at the very heart of my being. Uh, what? Like a midsummer's dream coiled perfectly on the hilt of my loins, I, too, am lost. Seriously, I have no clue what he's trying to say. (laughs) Don't look at me. The only notes I took during high school English were doodles of Mrs. Bridgman in a Nazi uniform riding a unicorn. Phantasma is a nubile dove, and I the sidewalk of which she most cruelly shat upon. Okay, I, I I think I got that one. Yeah, that one was pretty clear. Oh, for the love of... Look, Phantasma demolished my Roman-style hell hall that I use as my base when I'm not vacationing in my summer home in Crete. Obviously, me and every other spandexed villainous jackwad is having problems taking her on solo, so we might as well team up. It was either that or borrow against my retirement so I'd have enough money to blow on a motel. You? Wanna team up... with... us. Verily so, and what merry players we be! I don't think that's such a good idea. This is fantastic! Dude, do you even think before you talk? Or does moron just spew from your mouth like mentally handicapped diarrhea involuntarily? Will you just stop being a buzzkill and think of the possibilities for a second? I am thinking about the possibilities, and I need you to consider them. Honestly, after all the stupidity and self-flagellation is tossed aside and we strip away the preface of us being evil villains, underneath it all is us quivering, squishy, and naked and for the most part... We're fairly decent human beings. So, we're really good beneath all the evil? We are good beneath all the evil. So? Look at him. Look at Titus Eroticus. 
That is not the case for Titus Eroticus. He is not good beneath evil. You peel off every freaking layer of his psychological onion, and you're still left with an evil, evil, evil face. Really not the time or place for this acid reflex. He's standing right there. Come on! He killed his own daughter in cold blood to save face in front of his minions. Stand gracious, I pray you, and I greet you in silence, for no implication left my lips, and acquitted I was. See? And this crap? I can't deal with this. It will work out. Listen, Phantasma wouldn't take us seriously because she has villains who are more threatening and dangerous, right? Villains like Titus Eroticus, who is now offering to team up with us so that we can get Phantasma's attention. This is what we want. This is what we need. Look, do what you want, but if you think for a second that this will end well now that you're involving him, you might as well schedule yourself for a vasectomy and save Darwin some work. I really need you to be on my side right now. I am on your side, but whose side is he on? Lord Saturnine, whose virtues will I hope reflect on Rome as Titans raise on Earth. You see? You get more sense out of a drunken Alzheimer's patient. Look, it's my clubhouse, and for now, I say he stays. Thanks. Gentle tribute, noble brother Frankie. Whatever. I'm done arguing. Great! Can you stick around and get him situated here? I told Lisa I'd meet up with her for dinner. No. Thanks! As I hurried out of there, I tried not to look back. Not on Rob, who was glaring with a festering and malignant hatred, or Titus, whose face was twisted like a mother's nightmare. In a perfect world, they'd become fast friends and I'd return to them. And they'd be singing show tunes in the clubhouse together. I, I needed to push it from my mind and focus on Lisa. Lisa, who coincidentally was already waiting for me with a frown on her face. Donnie. Lisa! How are you, sweetheart? Is everything okay? Yeah, never been better. Why? It's just that you're a half hour late. And you're never late, given how many time issues we have. I am? <gasps> I am! Honey, I'm so sorry! Oh, I must have written it down on my calendar wrong. I didn't mean to keep you waiting. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, I did go ahead and eat without you, and I totally just ignored two muggings that happened because I was waiting for you. But that's police-grade work, anyhow. Is that why you're already wearing the tights? You could tell. I didn't think you could tell with pants on top. Well, I was thinking that maybe you put them on for me? What? You want me to wear my phantasma tights? I mean, it could be fun to try something a little new. Maybe I'd be manly and virile enough to overpower the mighty phantasma. My tights are covered in mutant gator people blood. And you would scream as I maniacally cackle and make double entendres about just how impenetrable your skin is, eh? I swear, you look at gator people wrong and they bleed. And that's a smell that doesn't come out in the wash. It was just a thought. So... Uh-huh. Donnie, seriously, you're really distracted. What's wrong? It's fine. Uh, I think Rob's a little mad at me is all. About what? It's not really a big deal. There's just this guy, and I thought it would be kind of cool to hang out with him, but Rob wants nothing to do with him. Huh. Maybe he feels threatened by this guy? It's not like Rob gets out all that much. Why would he feel threatened? Well... It's not like he's got a really exciting social life. You're pretty much the only one who hangs out with him regularly. It would suck to get replaced by some new guy. I guess. I didn't really think about it like that. Either that or this new guy is a complete douche hat. Rob is a really good judge of character, you know. Ha! <laughs> I, I don't know. He, he puts up with me. <laughs> so do I. 
And there's a reason for that, you know. And there's Professor Von Crazy at the bus terminal. Can you hear him? Not yet. Oh, has he started his, uh, every household should have a puppy wrapped in plutonium speech? He'll get there. Right now he's just getting outraged over needing exact change from the bus. Gotta go. That's my girl. Catch you later, babe. Plutonium puppy. I decided Lisa was right. Rob was probably just feeling jealous about Titus Eroticus. I had to let him know that I'd always need my acid-sweating sidekick and that nothing would replace him. But whatever misconceptions I had about the situation were as quickly shattered upon arriving back at the clubhouse as Peter Peter Portal Eater's tibia beneath Phantasma's vice-like grip. Walking past the bulldozer and other heavy equipment, my heart attempted to pummel its way out of my throat. My... My clubhouse! In that episode of Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Super Villainy, Phantasma was Julia Kelly, Donnie Palumbo was Ed Jones, Rob Moffat was Jordan Randall, and Titus Eroticus was Charles Berman. Welcome to This Day in History, I'm WHRW Binghamton, my name is Rory Sinjin. On January 3rd, 1938, Franklin Delano Roosevelt founds the National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis, which he later renamed the March of Dimes Foundation. Let's listen. I am so proud of this March of Dimes Foundation, and so glad all of you could come out here and support it. You know what I love the best about Franklin Delano Roosevelt? What's that? What? His amazing tap dancing abilities. Mr. President, would you please <laughs> tap dance next to us? I happily will. Do it next to this sycamore tree. Sure. <laughs> hey, is that a storm over there? You'll be safe. Trees <laughs> protect us from lightning. Hey, you're right. Back to tap dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't safe at all! Oh, yeah, yeah, I was wrong about that. Sorry, my, my bad. Oh, that really looks painful. Can you feel this when I stab you in the uh, leg? Yes, I can! <laughs> oh, well, you're not paralyzed. Why can't I die? You're president, you're not allowed. It was, of course, this incident that was commemorated on the back of the dime with the lightning striking the tree in a thunderstorm, reminding all citizens of the United States not to stand under trees during a lightning storm. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Hello and welcome to This Day in History. My name is Rory Sinjin. This is WHRW Binghamton. On January 10th, 1987, a police search in Connecticut uncovers evidence that a missing woman's body was disposed of in her husband's wood chipper. Let's listen. Hot dogs, get your fresh hot dogs here, not containing any elements of wife. Hot dogs. Mm. I'll take three. That's good, sir. That's kind of an odd jingle you've got there. Enjoy your wife-free hot dogs. No, I was thinking of it today. Oh, any wives. This is delicious looking. I was thinking the best hot dogs of your life and what was going to rhyme with it. There's not any trace of wife. See, it works perfectly. Ow! Ow, my tooth! Oh, Rick, what's wrong? Is that is that a wedding I, ring? I, why was there a wedding ring inside of my hot dog? I, Technically, I I what, kind of, what kind of hot dogs are you selling here? I thought these were wife free. Um, let's get him. Yeah! Darn it! Ah! Hoisted by my own petard. Shortly later, hot dogs. Get your vendor free hot dogs. Mm, huh. Well, the other side of my mouth is okay. I'll have one of those. You made them with me. I'll have two. And the cycle of cannibalism continues to this very day. This is WHRW Binghamton reminding you to be absolutely honest in your sales. Thank you. But what's that smell? 
My name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And that reminds me of the time when Franklin Delano Roosevelt started the Better Business Bureau. It was very unusual for him to start it because there was already one founded in 1912. But Franklin Delano Roosevelt did not let that get him down. He said this will be the first one ever, and the first thing that they will do is investigate the claim that this is the first one ever, and they found that it was not true, and they were arrested for selling that information because they were selling information at that time. They were not investigating things as they were supposed to do by Franklin Delano Roosevelt's decree. So, the original Better Business Bureau put the new Better Business Bureau out of business, and Franklin said, that's actually what I wanted to have happen in the first place, so no problem. What we'll do is we'll sentence those people who founded the original Better Business Bureau, who were not liars, but I'll say that they're liars even though I was the one who was lying, to stand under a tree during a rainstorm. Now, you're probably thinking, how could he have done that when he had no idea that if you stood under a tree in a rainstorm that you would get electrocuted? Well, at this time, he did know that, and when those people were electrocuted and fried and turned into, you know, hot dogs by the people who found them around there, Roosevelt began doing one of his famous tap dancing numbers, singing a little jingle about how those hot dogs had no trace of, you know, Better Business Bureau founders in them, and his tap dance routine got a little too close to the burn tree, and one of the burned branches got shaken a bit by his, you know, excessively tapping feet, and it fell off and hit him right on the head. And it made him forget. It was a kind of a classical case of television amnesia, where, where the person in the television show gets amnesia. It doesn't happen in real life, but this was real life, and it did happen. So it does happen in real life, it turns out. But the point is that if he hadn't been dishonest in his business practices and advertising, then he would not have learned the harsh lesson that you can't stand under a tree in a rainstorm with thunder and lightning because you could get electrocuted. At least he wouldn't have learned it right then. He probably would have learned it later. So, my name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. The Diner, created by Angela Timon. Written by Angela Timon, Pete Bowers, Charles Berman, and Daniel Schwartz. Episode 2, Training? Question mark? Yes, I had started work at the diner, a place where punching people in the throat was appropriate. On my first day of work, I served a whole table and found the bathroom. That was on my overtime. The bad news was that now we're down an employee, since Throat Punch O'Malley had quit. When I came in the next day, people were being interviewed by a flawlessly beautiful man. Okay, your references are good, and you have lots of experience. Now, most important question. Are you a robot? What? It's a simple question. Yes or no? You would understand that if you weren't a robot. Next. Hi, I'm not a robot. Good, you're hired. Welcome to the team. Thanks. You, with the hair. Uh, yes? Do you work here? Yeah. Good. What's your name? Jen. Jen, pleased to meet you. I'm the owner. Matthew Nichols, entrepreneur. The owner? What about Steve? Oh, you mean Steve Andrews. Businessman! He's my partner. We co-own the business. Together, as one, in partnership. This business. A money-making enterprise. For profit. The diner. Hey, that's the name of this radio serial. Anyway, Jan, you'll be training this other woman here. Go to! I'll be in the office. Doing office work. At my desk. In the office. At my desk. With a computer on it. Did he just call me Jan? I don't know where the jam is. I just started. Yeah, me too. I guess I'll show you what I know. Yeah, let's go. Okay, what's on today's menu that I know how to make? Pesto? No. Liverwurst? No. Creme brulee? God, I wish. Egg salad? Okay, I can make that. Okay, I'll show you how to make egg salad. Sounds good. Okay, so first you take some eggs. Um, here's where the eggs are. I guess I'll get them myself. And some mayo. That's in here. 
Now, I like to put a little mustard and a little paprika in there. So those are in the scorpion box. And then you just mash them all together in a bowl. And voila, egg salad. So what are we making? What? Well, you said we were making excellent. And then you just kind of trailed off. What excellent thing are we making? No, egg salad. What's excellent about that? No! Now what? Now you make the egg salad. How do I do that? Oh! You look red. Is it hot in here? I hate you. Thanks, I got them at Kohl's. Look, I'll handle the food. Why don't you go take orders at the register? Sure thing. God, I'll show her excellent. Oh, hey Jen, how's it going? You're late. I've been here the whole time. Doing what? Managing. Well... Have you seen the new girl? You're right here. No, the new new girl. You just passed her. Oh, with the jeans? Yes, Carter. Huh, I wonder what she'd look like without the jeans. Harder to describe. You're right. I should probably go see for myself. Are you asking for someone to punch you in the throat? You think that'd work? No! You're right. Comes off as desperate. How's the egg salad coming? Apparently it's excellent. You must be using a different recipe. What did you take out of the scorpion box? Some mustard and paprika. No scorpions? Mm-hmm. Too rich. Especially with all the mayo in there. Where's Mike? He took the day off to get his throat unpunched. How's that work? Science. Medicine. Architecture. Something like that. Okay, we need to make three life insurance policies. One with an accidental death and dismemberment rider. Four eclairs hold the barbecue sauce and Iraq. Like a stone? No, the country. And iron these shirts. So you're the new girl? No, I'm 19. Legal. Excellent. Nobody ordered that. Ah, Carter, Jan, non-robot. I've just been in the office, where I work. At my work, in the office. Where the green grass grows all around, all around? Where the green grass grows all around, yes. Thank you for stating the obvious, Jan. It's clear a life of menial labor at my direction will suit you. Excuse me? I mean you'll work, here, at the diner, for me, as my employee, who I make work, for money, here, at the diner. Speechless, I see. I like you better already. Anyway, Carter, I've just been going over the numbers before I had to berate the old new girl. How'd they look, Matt? Like numbers, Car. Bad numbers. Small numbers. Small bad numbers. We need to bring the profits up. By making more. Money, that is. Profits as well. Money and profits are what we should make more of. Then the numbers will be big and good. Big, good numbers. I get what you're saying, Matt. Good, ter. Anyway, all this talk of smallness and badness is depressing me. Brings up bad memories. Small memories. Of talking to the old new girl. I'm going to go cry. On my yacht. Did he call you Jan? Yep. Wow, I'm impressed. He's almost never that close. He must like you. Yuck. Oh, I lived there for a while. Where? New York. Where in New York? Oh, they sell all sorts of things. They sure do. No, I'm Christian. Go. I have to mind the register. Maybe later. God, I want to stab her. She's cute. I'd stab her too. Not what I meant. Are you sure? Yes. Pity. That'd be hot. Hey, where's the barbecue sauce for my eclairs? Coming. Can you get me the squeeze bottle of barbecue sauce, Jen? Sure. Here you go. Thanks. So, what's with Matt? Matthew Nichols, entrepreneur. He's the money. Steve's the brains, and the talent, and the effort. Really everything except the money, and the yacht. He really has a yacht? Oh man, does he have a yacht. I don't think I could love a woman, or an abstract concept, as much as he loves that yacht. Where does he sail it? Oh, he doesn't. He just set it up in his tennis court one day. Sits on it. Cries. Wow. A yacht? 
On a tennis court. A tennis court under a yacht. What a grotesque display of affluence. Yeah. Now I love watching the rich cry. On my yacht. In that episode of The Diner, old Jen was Julia Kelly, Matthew Nichols' entrepreneur was Daniel Schwartz, Clive was Bailiff Quimby, Bernadette was Cheska Miller, Jen was Angela Tymon, Carter was Jack Kunrat, and Irate Man was also Bailiff Quimby. during World War II to combat the restless dead of the Nazi war machine, an army of mighty robots stood tall as bulwarks of liberty in a world gone mad. Sixty years later, our story continues as Saffron regroups following a harrowing round of tag. Let's play more! Jackie Mooney, where did she get the energy? I've no idea, Mrs. Hitler. Maeve, I've asked you not to. <laughs> and when you sign the checks, Mrs. Hitler, I'll call you whatever you like. Your father appreciates that professional touch. Lemonade? Oh, thanks. Here we go. <laughs> can I catch me? That we can, young Miss Hitler. Keep running, I'll catch you. I totally won't. No way. I'm done for the day. I don't know how Tom manages with her all the time. Guy really earns his keep. Speaking of which, how was your encounter with Mr. Barton? Oh, you know. (laughs) I know that smile. What smile? The goofy one that you have now. He's nice. That's a way of putting it. Stop it, Maeve. He owns a golf course. Mini golf. Much different. My apologies. I'm a getcha! I'm a getcha! And anyway, it's something he enjoys. It's hardly lucrative. Or mature. A mature mini golf course would be a maxi course, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you got me there. Just seems suspect. His grandfather made Nikola Tesla look like Francis Bacon. What does that even mean? I've been on Wikipedia all morning. Don't get me started. No, I mean, what's this about his grandfather? Pierce Barton, the mind behind Project Rossum, the father of modern robotics. This didn't come up over dinner. We didn't talk too much about family. Well, you're both pretty pedigree. I guess that's why he knows those old robots. 
The last of the units made by Project Rossum, from what I can tell. Museum pieces, every one. They seem nice. They seem gross! Young Miss, watch out! <laughs> Thanks. My job. But it seems strange that he'd be so different. Or rather, so indifferent. You haven't met him. How can you judge him like this? Also my job. He's modest and straightforward and kind of cute. Goofy, but cute. I like him. A man with that little ambition may have ulterior motives. Oh, don't you even start. He didn't even know who Dad was until I brought it up. He's probably the first guy I've gone out with in years who wasn't after Dad's money or autograph or something. Okay, Ms. Hitler. Also, even when he found out, he didn't make a big deal out of it. He's polite, he's interesting, he's funny. Okay, not so funny, but he tries. And he smells really nice. Okay, Ms. Hitler. You win. Maybe having somebody famous in his family has given him perspective. He feels really grounded, you know? I don't. But I can tell you're passionate about it. I just don't want you to rush headlong into something that would hurt you. Passionate? You think so? Unlike playing with your sister, about which you have no passion. The hell I can't! As Saffron gives chase, we return to the Missing Links mini-golf course where customers are lined up outside of a locked door. Oh, for the love of... Prime, what happened here? You found it this way? Where's the Sarge? Man, folks, give me just a minute. I'll open this all up in a jiff. First round of golf's on the house. Mike and Prime hustle to prepare the links for the merriment of an impatient crowd. Sorry, folks. Sorry. Thank you so much for your patience. Prime's got some coupons at the 18th hole. He'll hand them right to you when you're done. Thanks. Toledo, Mike, you looked awful. Thanks, Roger. The Sarge didn't show up this morning. What? That's crazy. I know! I don't know what happened. Let me try to call him. Put it on speaker. I want to have a word with him. What's going on? I'm going over there. Whatever's going on, we should find out. I'll go with you. No, you won't. You need to look after the stand. And I'll take care of Sarge, whatever it takes. Damn it. You're right. Be safe. I will. Watch the course. Something is wrong with Sergeant Steele. What have you heard? I was making an observation. Roger just left as his shift was supposed to start. You are clearly agitated and the sergeant is absent. Mere deduction. I want the truth, Talk. What was on that punch card that you made for him? The punch card? Simple. I wrote an algorithm that would temporarily impede his functions in a minor capacity. 
Overlapping uses amplify the effect. What would make that seem like a good idea? He wanted to get drunk. How can you be so smart and do such stupid things? Like all of man's creations, I am a reflection of what made me. Garbage in, garbage out? You said it, not me. <sighs> Look, can you, I don't know, make a card that stops it? I can counteract the effect of the first card, but Sergeant Steele may have developed a psychological dependence upon it. Can you change that? Rewrite his personality? I'm a robot, not a monster. Right. Sorry, that was messed up. I I'm sorry I asked. Good. So what are we going to do about this? Support our friend. Help him through what's going on. I wish I knew how to do that. Guy's been watching out for me all his life. He's been watching out for everyone all of his life. It's about time we paid him back. So, your date last night went well? Yeah! It was great! Oh man, we- I can tell. I know that smile. What smile? The goofy one. That you have. Now. And sometimes I just wanna... We'll talk about it later. Go make the new punch card. I will need a golf pencil and a sheet of cardboard. Minutes later, Roger arrives at Sergeant Steele's apartment building! Sarge, it's me, Roger. Open up. Sarge, what happened? The ground fell... up. You've compromised your programming. Tac made me a punch card, and then I... They said I... But she was all... Like... Whew, and then I fell, and can't get up. And then... You goddamned idiot. Can Sergeant Steele's condition be repaired? Will Maeve's warning cover Saffron's feelings for Mike? Will Starflower succeed in evading her sister? Tune in next time for Robot Zombie Hunters Ride Again! In that episode of Robot Zombie Hunters Ride Again, the narrator was Charles Berman, Starflower was Cheryl Casey, Saffron was Angela Tymon, Maeve was Cheryl Casey, Mike was Mickey Weishner, Roger was Ed Jones, Sergeant Steele was Jordan Randall, and Truck was Ed Jones. And that was all the liars that was in these things pretending to be other people. Don't believe it. They it? said they weren't those people. When did they say they weren't those people? When he Rory said, said they weren't those people. Rory's telling the truth. I believe that. Okay, do you believe it? This is a trap. You are come here to get in the way of my message with language traps around your catchphrase. That's the only thing you're doing. You're trying to get me to say I believe something so you can say to not believe it. I have closed my mind to your trickery. I have opened my mouth with the truth. How did you figure out about my trickery if you didn't have your mind open to receive it? I already knew about your trickery because I am intelligent. How did I you know, know the about truth? it before you know me? I know your kind. I know the other radio hosts out there. And I know that they're all propagating a message which is anti-Russman and therefore anti-American. How do and you know that they're saying things against you unless you hear what they say? Are they saying what I say? Maybe they are. Then they're me. What if they're not you? Then they must be saying something different. What if they are parroting back what you say? Then I'm all right with them. That's because they are drones. 
Are you saying I drone? I am compact. I talk and you listen. I, when I am, there is no point at which I should not be talking. That is not a drone. You are a mouthpiece. That is a, yes, I am. You Thank are a you. Mouthpiece. I am a mouthpiece and what comes from my mouth is what is the valid important facts right now. I am the most important mouthpiece in this country. And I thank you for finally coming around I to see that. I have been saying that the whole time. Thank you. you. Open I your am mouth. a mouth. I open my mouth. And what happens is out comes all the words. Yes. That the aliens want us to hear. There are no aliens here. That's what they want you to say. Aliens. Is your mouth open? Then the aliens are speaking. If that's closed, then the aliens are not speaking. I have never gone anywhere and seen an alien. The NASA people have never brought down an alien. The NASA Therefore, people didn't have to. The aliens were here I before NASA. How do you think we got spaceflight? Aliens. Theft. Who knows? Yeah, theft from aliens. Theft from my pocket. No, you didn't have space flight in your pocket. Aliens had it on their ships, and we took it from their ships. I had money in my pocket that the government took to send people into space instead of letting me get richer. It costs money to steal from aliens. Look, aliens crashed. You ever heard of New Mexico? Yes, I've heard of New Mexico. Then you know. Thank you for informing me about New Mexico. Then you know. I'm glad to hear about it. Then you know about Roswell. It's where the aliens crashed. Everybody knows that. Do you know? I'm glad for the geography lesson. You're telling people a little bit of truth here. Now, so you know, Roswell is in New Mexico. You've gotten your fill of truth from Patsy Kennedy. That's not the fill because there's more. Aliens crash there. Also, Area 51, that's where we keep the alien crashness. That's where they go and they learn how alien stuff works and then they release it into NASA who puts it out and says, look what we invented. You think that we invented how to make arsenic life? No. That's from aliens in arsenic land. Planet. A planet made out of arsenic. Did you ever know about that? No. They're not telling us, but they know about that and that's who is telling you to tell us. Uh, what are you going to say now? Oh, that's not true? You know why you're saying that? Because they're telling you to. Thank you very much. If you're not thinking about what this country is doing to screw up your life and to screw up mine, the, what America's doing to destroy the American way of life, then you are not part of the solution. If you're out there thinking about why space aliens can't drive, then I you're not part of the alien solution. Alien space aliens could drive. What are you talking about? Then why did they crash? They crashed because they failed at driving, but they can do it. They couldn't have been driving if they don't do it. They were driving a spaceship they and they crashed. They can do it, but they failed anyway. Your story doesn't even hang together. It's inconsistent. Inconsistencies are a sign of things not matching. No. And no, because it is consistent. They're driving and they crash. No one crashes a vehicle except people who drive them. That is one of the most foolish statements I have heard this year. Who cra Name a time when someone crashed a vehicle who's not driving that vehicle. Have you ever heard of a roadside cop? No. Like a cop in a on the roadside? Yes. yes. I've heard of that, yes. And what do you think they do with those laser guns? Why do you think they... they, they Stand around on the side of the road distracting people. And where do you think razor guns come more from? Accidents. Where who who invents lasers? Earth scientists. No, no aliens. Scientists say they invent things, they get them from aliens. Then what aliens. are scientists what what are they there for? Why don't the aliens just drop things? Because the aliens don't want us to have things. Then why do they give it to us? They crashed their vehicles by accident. So what do the aliens want then? They want to take us over. Why? 
so that we work for them now. Why? So they can get everything for nothing. They're really bad at it then. They're working, they're making a market machine. It's gonna take over. It's gonna be terrible. I know it's gonna be terrible. So then you know about the aliens. Look, the point is, look, aliens, market, Venus. That's all you need to know. Don't believe everything else, okay? Good. I know everything about the market. I know everything about Venus. And I know everything I need to know about aliens. What do you think you need to know about aliens? That there ain't any. Well, then that's the opposite of what you need to know. You don't need to know that. Don't believe it. Close your mind to this. To what you're saying. To what you're saying. What I'm saying is don't believe it. Patsy Kennedy is a man who should keep his mouth shut and open his mind to the Russman revolution. You just told me to close my mind. Look. You're saying open your mind and close your mind. You have like an opening and shutting. You, you, know who has, you know who has minds that open and close? People who have devices installed in their minds by aliens to open and close their minds to ideas. You're, this sounds like tinkering with the genetic materials of human race and also implants of devices. You are really big on this aliens thing. You're big on the aliens thing, but you won't admit it because you are working for them. That is what I believe. Why wouldn't they tell me that then? They did tell you. I don't accept bribes from aliens. I don't accept bribes from people that aren't there. I'm an honest man. Have you ever I'm gone the to last see, one. Have you ever seen a, a puppet? Yes, I have seen the puppet. All right. When the puppet starts opening its mouth and words are coming out of its mouth, it's, that's what it sounds like. You don't go, oh, that's what the puppet I thinks. I don't know how puppets work. I am more important to think of things I to think about. I thought you knew everything. You said you knew everything. I know everything I need to know. I know everything important. All right. When a puppet talks, let me tell you. How it works. Science. It's probably something a scientist did. No, there's no science of puppets. Puppets are look like they're talking. Don't believe it. They are not talking. That is a person talking. That is not the puppet. A different person. And they're making it look like a puppet's talking. That's a liar then. Yes. And I'm saying that's... You're the puppet. So I don't blame you. You're I'm not lying. I'm a puppet? You're not lying. But the aliens are lying. I'm a real person. And it looks like it's coming Ladies out of your gentlemen, mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a real person. I am not made of wood... I am flesh and blood, puppets and I'm made out of more than wood. I'm not made of any wood. There's, no, there's some puppets don't have wood. What are they made of? I'm made of person. That this is one puppet that's made of person. Then what is the difference between me and a person? That the aliens are the ones talking when your mouth is flapping. I'm the one talking. I can be, make my own voice. I feel but, it in my throat. But when you I, say I'm the one talking, it's the aliens saying I. Believe me, if there is one thing I know about it is talking. I do it constantly. I am so used to it. I am a master of it. But we and all if know. there is no one who can talk more than I can. We all know that when you say that, that's the aliens saying there's no one who can talk more. Then the aliens can talk because they talk more through you. Listen, somehow you know how puppets work. They do. This is science and liars. You've admitted the involvement of liars and scientists, which is one and the same, if you ask me. You are the puppet. The liars are the aliens. I, in this, in this metaphor, I am the audience. But I'm the audience member who goes, I can see that oh, that's not... Oh, a metaphor now. Yeah, yeah. Where did you get a metaphor from? I'm my brain. Oh, and you're using a brain now. The mind that is that I use. Oh, get it. Okay, I get it. This is a guy that uses his brain. He thinks things over. I see. Okay. Yeah. And what I see, I'm the one in the audience going, that puppet is not really doing the talking. I know who's talking. It's the puppeteer. That's the aliens. Yes. I think we should agree... That puppet people are to be avoided? Yes. Look, I didn't mean to pay to go in the puppet audience in this. I was corralled in. I didn't want to see a puppet, but I saw a puppet. It's you. 
I'm not a puppet show person either. But in this case, you are. You just I'm, don't know. Then you're a puppet then, too. No, I, there's no aliens talking through me. There's no aliens to talk through me. I know what I'm saying. It's the truth. I just said there's no aliens, okay? That's the truth. So if you say there are aliens, that's the opposite of the truth. That makes it a lie. This is simple logic. It's reason. If I say the truth and he says something different, then what he says is wrong but, and it's a but lie. But if I said there was aliens first, then you are the one who's lying. You think because it happened first, it's true? Yes. Does that mean that somebody could just tell a lie and then I tell the truth and they're right? It depends on if it's true. I'm telling you, it's not. If it's not true, it's not true, but I know what's true. There you go. True. And you said something that was not true. So I it's said not something true. that is true. Aliens is true. That's Look, the example of what's not true. That's the example of the, what's... That's the example of the aliens telling us that your mouth is saying it's not true, but it is. Don't believe it. The Russ maniacs out there that hear me know what to believe. All right. Look, the, don't, the, the don't believe iters don't believe it. So they certainly don't. There's more of them, probably. Very unlikely, because there is an army out there, an army of truth. Yes. No. Well, until you got to the truth, I was going to say yes, aliens. But the aliens are not the truth. So I mean, they're there. Ah. Aha! The aliens are not the truth. As I have been saying all day, they the are, aliens are not the truth. They are the truth, but they do not arm themselves with the truth. They arm themselves with lies. Such as they themselves are a lie. No, that's like, remember when I had the gun? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the opposite of that. You're, you're saying the opposite of you had a gun. Yeah, and I was like, I'm shooting at you. But it wasn't true. I'm saying the aliens are true. What they arm themselves with is lies. Not like a gun that isn't real, but like they say, hey, I've got some lies. Let's make Wally Russman say them. How about that? How would they do that? Because you're a puppet. Okay. I'm a puppet. You are a doorknob. Explain the metaphor. You turn on everybody. That's, don't believe it. That's not true. Neither is it. I'm a puppet. That does so what? It is true. They don't have to both be true. One can be true. One can be false. Are you... Okay, so prove you're not a doorknob. All right. I'm not a doorknob. I'm not a puppet. But my proof was better because I didn't... Because a doorknob couldn't say I'm not a doorknob. Neither a puppet couldn't say I'm not a puppet. It does. It looks like it does. That's the whole thing over the puppet. Okay, you're uh No, it doesn't work. You, you already said doorknob and you were wrong. So that's your only metaphor. You're a talking doorknob. No, that's... I already... You got a metaphor that you failed. A doorknob... Look, I'm moving with my arms. Puppets don't know how to move. There's puppets that Plus, move. I can spit at people, and puppets don't have spit. They can install a little spit thing that has a little spit valve, and it shoots water at people. They install the talking thing in the doorknob that talks. You didn't say, you didn't say that you until now. You didn't say they had a spit valve till now. I, it didn't come up until now. Didn't come up. I, the talking thing didn't come up. It now. did, and then you were like, "I don't know. I got nothing." That was inside of you. Oh, so you're mind reader now? No, but I know what you're thinking. Well, I don't think anything more needs to be said than that. Fine. All right. What what is the, what happened on the show? Okay. First of all, there was camping. Yeah. Don't go camping. Beca Never. Because that's when aliens can get you, when you're farther away from the cities. They don't come to the cities. Camping is something people do to get closer to nature, away from progress. Wait, so you're in favor of cities now? Cities are where the American people, there's more of them. What about the farmers? The farmers ought to move to the cities so there's more of them. Then there would be no food. No food? Where do you think food comes from? The farms. That's right. Move the farms 
to the cities, there is more people there to farm on them, you make more food. The more farmers, and the more farm, the more food. There are more people in the cities to farm, the cities have better ways of getting the food out of the farm because of the infrastructure, you bring the farms to the cities, you have solved hunger. What does that have to do with the shows? I'm saying that's why you should never go camping. So there's no hunger. Correct. Okay. And there's no aliens in the cities, just so you know. Except the ones who wear masks. It's a different situation. I have already refuted your alien argument by telling you it was false. We can go on to the other programs that there were. There was the one of Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainy. Yeah, there's no aliens in that one. I noticed that. But there was supervillains. Now, I would say about supervillains, the reason you don't see any of them in real life, all right, is because they're lies. Is because they lie, yes. They lie about whether they exist. They say they don't, they do. So if you hear a supervillain saying, I'm not a supervillain, you shouldn't believe them. Don't believe it. Gee, your logic is perfect. That is good logic, because you already said there was a supervillain. So you admit it. Moving on, next show. What was the show after that? There's one about a diner. The diner. That's right. Places where people get hired to make food for you when you should just be getting it from the farms. There was a guy with a yacht. A yacht, a rich man, a tennis court under the yacht, working at a diner, taking your money. The for yacht was not working at the diner. That's ridiculous. No, the man was working at the diner. No, he wasn't. He owned the diner. He was an owner. His job was at the diner owning it. No, he could own it from anywhere. Then why was he at the diner? He was hiring someone. You weren't listening. He was hiring a girl because she's not a robot. There was robots in the other show, though. That's right. He was there to hire her. He couldn't do that from anywhere. That was part of his owning job. But what about the other robots? What about them? They were not in the diner. They were at a, a golf course. Golf? A game of the rich? No, but this was a mini golf. It's for poor people. Come on. Okay. There was a mini golf. It's small for people with small minds and small lives. Small hopes, small hearts, and small dreams. The origin of mini-golf is what happened when the space shuttle crashed in New Mexico, in Roswell, right? They had a miniaturizing gun. It shot a golf course. The whole thing was shrunk. They had to quiet it all down. There was lots of people. They were only this big. It's, I'm, I'm holding my fingers up. It's very Yeah, small. I can see that. I was telling the people at home. And those people all have been taken in by the government. They are being held at Area 51, never being let out. Whereas the golf course that got shrunk was opened as the first mini golf. People thought it was an invention. It was not. It was an accident because of aliens. I'll tell you what mini golf is. Are, I just, did you just, are you not listening? It is a homosexual plot. Homosexuals, not aliens. Maybe they're not. But I'll tell you what it is. They want to get us all hitting balls with clubs. That's not what homosexuals do. That would hurt them all. They want to remove the fertility of everyone in this country. Enough mini-golf, you remove the entire population. How is that helpful to aliens? It is not. Then that's Be not true. Okay, let me ask you this. You're it is true. I just said it. Of course it's true. If you're controlling the world, all right? Yes. And you think of something and you go, hey, I have an idea for something that will be totally not useful to me at all. Would you let it happen? No. Then that's clearly not true. Because it, the aliens would not let us do that if it was going to be useless to them. Come on. I think you're proceeding from the assumption that there are aliens doing everything. I am not. I am 
deducing it from my deductions. This is how you do things. You look at the world around you. Do you do this? Yes, to, okay. co to corroborate my facts. So you look at the world around you, and you see the way things work, and you go, let me think about this. And then people- There's your problem right there. I'm thinking about this. That's how you think of things. I look at how- You're right about that one. I Thinking think is how you think. Right. I look at the world around me. I don't need to think because I know what's the truth. Okay? You don't- I see the truth. I recognize it. And I point it out to you out there because not everyone out there, all right. it's not their fault they can't see like I can. All right, look at this. Ready? I'm thinking of a number, all right? Are you ready? I'm not going to think of a number. No, I'm thinking of a number. I'm not going to look at that. No, don't I'm look. You can't look at my mind. I'm thinking of it. Now, I'm holding up different amounts of fingers on right? each hand. One of these is the number I'm thinking of. Which one You're is it? You're not going to pull me into counting. You know, you see the You're truth. You're not going to get me counting. Just point to the one that's you, I've true. I've talked about counting. Just point to the true counting one. Come on. Counting leads to insanity. When does that happen? Every time. Name one. Last time. That was a time. You counted it. That was only... I didn't count it. I don't know really how many there was. You said one time. I said name one and you did it. You must have counted to you one. You counted first. You counted to one. And there's few people that could do that and remain as sane as I am. I'm a special case. All right, look at my two hands. You see my hands? One of them is my left hand. One is my right hand. I am not going to corroborate the number of hands you have. No, I'm not saying... All right, look at my hands. Don't think about how many there are. One is left, one is right. I'm thinking of either left or right. Point to the one I'm thinking of. You should be able to see the truth. You're pointing to both of my hands. Because I'm always right. You were right technically, but you were also wrong. And that's the way they get you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think things can be that complicated, then you can be right and wrong. You pointed to both hands. One of your fingers was right. The other finger was wrong. Come on. Things aren't that involved. There's right and there's wrong. I'm there's right, right and there's left. There's wrong. There's left. And left is wrong. Well, what if somebody takes you with them? Then you're not left. Um, shouldn't we? I thought we had letters. Did you say we had letters? Yes, there's letters. Uh, uh, Jordan told me before the program that people wrote letters to the program instead of calling it. Because you said it was not because it was a podcast. Yes, I did say that. And I was right. But I've gotten calls on the podcast, but whatever, that's fine. All right, well, you, you read this first letter. You want me to do what to it? Just recite it. How about that? All right. I, you know what? I think you should, because reading is an AIDS-causing activity. I'm not going to expose myself to that just for the sake of a podcast that spread lies. I read the last one. Come on. You did not read it. Rory read it. I read it along with him. I couldn't hear that at all. I wasn't reading it out loud. I was reading with my eyes. Come on. Do you think I spent time training and reading when I could be telling the truth? Just tell us what this letter says. Come uh, on. Uh, ta I, I don't. I don't think I should. I, I. I don't think it's the kind of thing I need to know what it says. All right. How to read? Here's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna call up my boys in New Mexico where I have my show. Uh huh. I'm gonna email this to them. You take this earphone. Okay. Put it in your ear. They'll read it to you over the earphone. And then you tell us what it says. And if, oh, do you think that I want to participate in giving these fine New Mexicans AIDS? They read all the time. If I if they don't read this letter, they're going to be reading How something else. How do I know else. if AIDS can go over an earphone? It can't because somebody. And you think I believe you? Why don't you ask someone? I don't ask people things. Then just tell us the answer. It can. No, it can't. That's ridiculous. That's not true. It is not true. If that were true, more people would have it. All right, let's get let's get Rory to read this letter then. I read the last one. 
as you pointed out. You're, you're, you like reading. You're, you're foreign. No. Well, yes, I mean, I'm fine with reading. I don't mind reading. All right, read the letter then. Why? Because I don't want to get AIDS, and Patsy doesn't want to read it for some reason. Fine, I'll read it, fine. It's a letter from our friend Lynn. Um, it's addressed to, to Jordan, who is not here. That's, okay. Doesn't Jordan start with a J? How would you know? Because we talked about it on the other show. This guy called in and he spelled it. Someone spelled Jordan's name on your podcast? On your on your radio show? Yes. Was he trying to hurt you? No. He was explaining the Arabic symbol in the middle of his name. In the middle? Yes. I'm, t- I'm, I'm lost. I know what the letters look like. There's one called a D. Wait, you know what the letters look like? That's called reading. But I, I know what they look like. So what's the problem? H-I-N-A-D... R O J T. That's evidence that you read. That's the letters. That's that's all you got. That I, you just I, read them. Uh, yes. I yeah. I'm trying to help. Okay. Now I'm put them into a words. Risk for you. Put them into words. I I don't do that. You're good with words. You say them all the time. Yeah, I say them all the time. The letters. Okay. Here's what it says. Dear Jordan D. White, your podcast is lies. No, that's not you what should... it says. You're, you're not reading okay, it. I what was, does it say? Because I was reading along with you with my eyes, and your uh, your words are not the same words that is on there. I'm improving it a little. What does it say? It's talking about ukulele songs. It's not talking about podcast lies. So what does it say? Thanks for my Metallica cover. It's from Lynn, like she, like he said. That's th- thanks for my Metallica cover. Your podcast is full of lies. I really enjoyed it. As you sort of mentioned, my goal was for you to transform a metal song into a ukulele song, which is funny. You see that? I see it. You're reading along with me. Yeah. No. No. I'm trusting. No. I'm. I'm just letting you say stuff. I might be in the letter. Is it right or not? Am I right or not? You should know. So you far, you, so far, you're right. You yeah. know truth. So far, you're right. Yes, you're right. So far, are you sure? I'm always sure that I'm always right. No, you're not always right. You're just right so far. What the letter says. You just whatever who this person says. What's the top of the letter say? Ukulele is for covers. Oh, okay. All right. Um, wait, there's something in between. That's the part where she says hi. You already read that part. All right. Um, wait, all those letters just said hi? You saw the letters. You said the letters. Then they all just mean hi? You know how to read. You tell me. Yes, they do. All right. They say hi. So where were we? In Somewhere in the letter there, uh, just after the better part. I was also hoping you would uh, take a bad song and make it better, kind of like Scapey did with Silent All These Years. While I do actually kind of enjoy The Memory Remains in a nostalgic way and a pop vice way, I don't know what that means. I don't think your all your audience may have realized that you were kidding with the part about me liking Metallica. I don't. She's saying Jordan's a liar. Yes, he is. So to make up for that, I'm adding two bands that I really do like to your queue, Bell and Sebastian and the Decemberists. I look forward to hearing your covers of their songs. I hope everyone enjoys their holidays, and I'll see you in the new year. Cheers, Lynn. All right, so Jordan's a liar. Yes. He's working for the aliens. No, there's no aliens. He's working for the whoever he get bribes to do work. Aliens. If aliens bribe him to do work, I don't know what they offered him. Like, he doesn't have to become a slave. I think you're having trouble understanding that there's not aliens. I would be having trouble if that were the case, but it's not. If that were true, I would have trouble understanding it because I believe it's not true. But it's not true, so I'm okay. Okay, so this girl wants him to make u- ukulele music. Yeah. He already did, and then she wants more. She's selfish. 
Well, he d- he's one of these people that does work all the time. She wants him to do more work. He doesn't get money for this work. He wants to distract people with music. He's getting no money for this work. Okay. He wants to distract people with music instead of listening to Wally Russman, instead of working for America and for their fellow people. So if you go around listening to music instead, fine. It's a waste of your time. People who listen to music start dancing, they get hurt. It's dangerous. Do you have a problem with dancing? Yes. What? Have you ever seen someone dancing? They lose control of their limbs. They lose control of their bodily motions. They're flailing around. Uh, Much easier to hit things. I beg to differ. I beg to differ, actually. I I just recently had a ball at my school. I'm sure you did on a mini golf course. No, no. I did not have that kind of ball. I had a gala. A, 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 a rich people event, all right? I'll put it in terms you understand. Oh, okay, good. Okay. A, a, a dance for rich people, all right? And the rich people dance very gracefully. They do not lose control of anything. They are very controlled. Their movements are precise. They learn them in very specific ways. We were all dancing in the exact same movements at the same time. It was quite beautiful, actually. So Exactly the same thing at exactly the same time. Right, huh? yes. Lots of people in a room. Yes, Hearing a coded recording yes. telling them exactly what to do at exactly the same time. That sounds like aliens. That sounds like the liberal elite. No, I'm not liberal. I'm very much not a liberal. Then I, why I, were you dancing? Because we were dancing about money. It was, you know, to raise money. So people were giving us money and that makes so us... So this dancing was work. Celebrate, it was celebration of money. I'll let you continue to think that. To me, a coded recording that makes everybody do the same thing, that sounds like alien brainwashing. Or government brainwashing, or alien government brainwashing, or government brainwashing against the aliens. It's one not of the always bad if it's a Politalk episode. If it's if a Politalk episode makes you think about aliens? No, it makes you all do the same thing, which is the Russman Revolution. You go out there, you overthrow the people who are trying to work against Russman in this country. Fine, then you're doing the right thing. Let me I, ask you this. Why don't you become the president then, huh? Huh? If you like the the running the government, huh? It's 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 gonna happen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When the aliens decide, also when the government, the world government decides, we'd like to make our figurehead, our mouthpiece into a figurehead. How about that? I I I am a mouthpiece of truth. I figure everything in my head. Oh, my, you're thinking now. I'm figuring out the truth. I thought you know the truth. I do, because I figured it out beforehand. What did you know before that? Nothing. I have started out knowing everything I need to know, and I have figured out how to impart it to you, ladies and gentlemen. I figured it out for you, so you don't have to. I urge you, think as little as possible. I know everything I need to know, and I know everything you need to know. Just listen, and you'll be all right, as long as you trust me, as long as you believe in me. Doubt sows the seeds of not believing. Speaking of which, I think you all know what you should do, which is don't believe it. If it is Patsy Kennedy. This is Patsy Kennedy saying don't believe it. So yes, if Patsy Kennedy says don't believe it, don't believe it. If Wally Russman says believe it, you know it's not the truth because that's the code. What's the next letter? That's all of them. Oh. That's all the letters. We got the one letter. Okay. So you know what people should do? People should write in. Listen to Politalk Tuesdays and Thursdays. Nobody should do that. People should write into this podcast, castinwax at gmail.com, telling them how much better the podcast yeah, was you, when Patsy Kennedy was on it, because Patsy mean, Kennedy well, exposed the truth. Well, when Russman was on with the same episode, but 
that's was they're gonna go. It was a good episode anyway. Get Jordan D. White write stuff. Get him to get me on this show every time and make him this explain why is truth. Why is his market machine not working because of the tinfoil? Well, it doesn't have to do with tinfoil. It does. But tell him it doesn't work. But why it's not? I mean, why it's not operating yet? He said first it's is not it happening. Is it made of tinfoil? No, the tinfoil. I told you, the tinfoil protects people's brains. Did you know about and microwave? That's why we have these problems. People's brains have been too protected. They're thinking too much. No, they're protected when you say close your brains. You know how you know the microwave when you put. Yeah, I know what the microwave. If you put tin foil in it, what, what happens? New Mexico and microwave. What happens are, if you put tin foil in a microwave? It gets hot and it catches fire and it ruins things. That's because microwave is alien technology. Alien technology not compatible with tin foil. That is why you put the tin foil on your brain. It stops. The alien implants from functioning. That's wrong. Thank you for listening to Cast and Wax, Cast the special. Wax. Don't believe it. Edition. Special Pilot Talk with Wally Russman edition. You Don't hear more on Pilot Talk Tuesdays and Thursdays with Wally Russman. I'm Wally Russman. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, from me, Wally Russman. KSAC Radio. Don't believe it. On the amazing broadcast transmission network. Late nights. Also, this guy Patsy Kennedy and uh, Rory Sinjin. Hello, yes. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open, keep your mouth shut, and keep your mind closed. Don't believe it. Hey, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, now I've got a, a song. I learned to play a Rush song for ukuleles for covers this week. This is a Rush song called Subdivisions. Be seeing you. In the basement bars, in the backs of cars. Because-
Just move. 